Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! Today is Wednesday, February 9th, 2022, and it is a gorgeous and beautiful sunny morning at 11 a.m. here in Central Florida, the Sunshine State. No regrets for moving here. So, um, and since I said moving here, let's start off the podcast with that. Why did I move here? You know, what happened? And why am I here? Well, it's a good question. And it's a, it's a legitimate one. I had a big problem when COVID came around. Whereas I recognized people. And, and the, you know, the longer that I'm here in Florida, the more that this becomes relevant. I noticed the people in my life. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Takes a so, super uh, duper long time yeah. to boot it up. Um, and so, I, anyways, and now tonight I'm gonna not give you some information. Yay! A doctor, um, which I forgot what it is. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay! I guess we'll see what happens, right? Um, seemed different than how I had perceived them or wanted them to be, I guess. And how I say it is I say, well, COVID came and people pulled up their skirts and showed me their dirty laundry. But now that I think about it, I think there's a lot more deeper dynamic than that. And I think where the hurt comes from is I think that there's a a total, well, I think on my part, you know, I've, I've always been afraid of being found out, quote unquote. You know, I've always been afraid that somebody will find out the thing that hurts me and then they will use that against me to hurt me with it. And the reason that I know that is because that's what people have done. You know, when you've been bullied, you have an internalized cell memory of the bullying and you realize, oh gosh, everything I gave them, they used as ammunition. You know, when you try to stop the bullying by saying, stop bullying me, then the bully knows they've gotten to you, it increases. And as a life lesson, I kind of internalized that, you know, I didn't want to give ammunition to people. And as such, this is the big lesson for today. As such, I failed to allow people to really know who I am and give them the chance to be themselves in front of me. And so when a situation came that exposed pretty much every lie on the planet or is still exposing, it kind of made it obvious that there was a lot of disingenuity going on. And um, I, I really, I felt at the time I was in a very vulnerable space. I was healing from a broken foot, a surgery, and I was, you know, in recovery from my my restless legs and drug issues. And it, it was a very difficult time for me. And I decided I couldn't handle it. I moved to Florida because, well, there's a lot of reasons. There's political reasons, financial reasons. But the bottom line is I had to get away from the situation that I found abusive. And now I'm here and I'm trying to meet new people, make new friends, do new things. And I'm finding myself disconnected from even things I'm trying. And I'm wondering why. And I'm asking myself today, is it because... I 
don't want to recreate the same situation that I've had to live through multiple times. Like it seems like I go into a new situation, I make a bunch of friends, um, the situation kind of increases and then it comes a point where I go, wait, these are not the people I thought they were. Something happens and it's, oh. And so maybe since that's recurred over and over again, maybe it's coming from me. Maybe I keep attracting the same situation from some behavior that I'm doing. And so I don't want to give out the thing that hurts me, you know, in the first inkling of a friendship. And yet I don't want to be so cautious that I make no friends. So what is the balance? So I decided, and this is a very good thing. I'm going to go about doing the things I do and learn how to be okay with being alone until such time as I'm totally honest with myself about who I am. And then when the people that are ready to be attracted to me come into my life, I can then scrutinize whether or not I feel like I am being able to be honest with them or not. I think that's as good as I can do it. And, um, you know, that is, so how that's working out right now is I took an improv class. I started out by having a dance class, which I really enjoy, and I do get along with the dance people. And then from there, I heard about this place called SAC Comedy Lab, and which you can volunteer and save up volunteer credits and then take the class. So I did that. I'm taking the class. My hope was that I would meet new people that enjoyed the same sorts of things that I enjoy and that I would enjoy doing improv and that it would be really fun and I'd be good at it and all these sort of expectations, some of which are working out and some of which are not. The group that I happen to be in, unfortunately, they all seem to know each other outside of class. And so I have a sort of a feeling of disconnection, although it's probably just my own, uh, it's probably just me sensing that. It's probably not real. And it doesn't really matter if it is because in a professional performance setting, you don't have to like all the other actors you work with. In fact, I've been on sets of shows where nobody likes each other at all. And when you're on stage, you can't let that show. So, you know, I'm in the middle as far as the skill level goes. I'm not the best. I'm not the worst. There's a lot to learn. Um, you know, there's a couple of people in the class, I they kind of, we don't react to each other very well. Some of the people in the class I seem to get along with well. But I think it would be wise for me to finish the class through, be committed to it, and then I think it would be okay to take it again later. And remember, I paid for it by volunteering, so it didn't cost me anything except for time. And um, between the time that I enrolled in the class and the time the class started, my father died, which did kind of, I don't know, kind of changed my it kind of made everything harder it just made it it's still continuing to make things more difficult that didn't need to be and i don't i can't really explain it anybody who's lost a parent probably knows you are listening to the one and only dave fremlin show on podbean but there's just a certain sense of something is missing something is kind of heavy Something is kind of not a hundred percent. I don't, my sleep is a little disturbed. My pattern is a little off and I, you know, can't quite put my finger a hundred percent on it, but it's there. And that has been ever since my father's death. So I have to allow that. So I think it'd be fine to finish the class out, do my best 
and take it with a grain of salt and then take it again later. Um, and in the meantime, I signed up for another class uh, begins right after this improv class called acting, beginning acting with adults. And uh, that's going to be a four week class at the Garden Theater. And I'm excited about it because I think it'd be good to learn the improv skill and then learn an acting skill, you know, back to back and um, to get involved. And I have three. I have Spotlight Dance, SAC, and then Garden Theater as places that I've, you know, connected, quote unquote, connected with in my quest for theatrical connection. So, you know, without judging the position that I'm in and allowing for the flow of life to happen, I'm going to say that it's all going quite well. Now, how did I, this is a, an interesting thing. I want to talk about God now because interestingly in all that story that i just told you every little move that i have made has been guided by god and this last thing happened was really quite intriguing i've been interested in this acting class for oh, a couple of months ever since i found out about it and i <coughs> i <coughs> sorry <coughs> <coughs> very unprofessional I found out about <coughs> this acting class and I kind of like well I'll find out I'll, I'll text the theater today and find out so I asked about well the age am I going to feel uncomfortable and they said no it'll be fine for my age I thought well okay it's $125 if I happen to get if somehow I need you know I'll wait a couple days and see if I get any money. Because right now I'm a little low on money. I know money comes from God. So I always wait a little while before dealing with money. But well, if, if money comes, I'll sign up for this class. So I won't, don't put myself in a bad position. That same day, I got a check in the mail for $135, $10 more than I needed from a class action lawsuit from many years ago. It was the third payment of three payments. I totally had forgotten about it. Just the right amount. And so I asked God, is this money for this uh, class? And the answer was obvious. And so I think that if I have to make an assessment of if I'm barking up the right tree, I, I follow the open door. You know, I follow the, you know, this is, okay, a long time ago, I was a member of a church called Radiant Light Ministries. I was a Radiant Light. And this church, okay, the Reverend Mac Gergen, he talked a lot about Jesus. He talked a lot about God. He also talked a lot about energy and how to, like, be, how to, like, have a connection with God and to be a part of God energy, I guess, how to say it. It was many, many years ago. I always had a strong connection to God. I always prayed for things, not for things, but uh, I have suffered for a long time from depression and things that stem out of that. And in many, many times in my life, I have felt where I really just did not know what type of a decision to make or where to go or where what to do. And I have always relied on God to open a door in front of me and then sort of closed the door behind me so that I knew which avenues were open. And if there were three doors in front of me and I had to make a choice, 
I would usually ask God to open the door that was the best choice so that I would know what door to go through. And, you know, it seems pretty simplistic and pretty obvious, but that kind of a thing really works. And in my life, I've had to, you know, rely on that. Uh, I 100% don't trust my own decision-making process, but I do rely heavily on the sign from God. And when I follow the sign, which is usually a very open door, follow, you know, with next to it a closed door. And sometimes I don't follow it. Sometimes I try the other door. I think I have a better idea. And what I find is I struggle, struggle and struggle. And I fail and fail and fail at the thing I'm trying to do. And I can tell you, I tried that for a long time. I had this idea what I wanted to do. I thought it was what I should do. I thought I'd be good at it. I was terrible. I tried and tried and tried and tried, 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 tried. Fail, 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 fail. Whenever there was a door open and I tried it, it would go well until I started like doing, trying to do my own thing again. So really, and I'm not saying that there's no free will in God. I'm just saying that I'm Dave Fremland and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremland Show. It's good to follow the signs of what is right for one. I don't want to tell anybody else what to do, okay? But for me, during the periods of time in my life when I have resisted the open doors and tried to go through the closed door, it has just been a miserable struggle that has led to low self-esteem, low self-confidence, and a terrible feeling of failure, addiction, depression, and a reignitement of emotional and mental health problems I don't need. When I have... I don't really want to say surrendered, but when I have admitted that my decision-making process is flawed and that I don't know the best course for me, but I kind of am interested in X, Y, Z, and then I allow the door to open in front of me, those situations tend If not the immediate situation working out perfectly, it tends to lead me into a more productive direction. And by productive, I don't mean in the capitalistic sense of making money, making product. What I mean as productive, I mean is as toward spiritual, mental, physical, and emotional happiness. So there's, on the one hand, try to make money, try to please my family, try to impress my friends, try to look good in front of my peers, okay? Doesn't necessarily work in my favor 100%. Or there's follow the thing that ignites my heart and opens another door and leads me in a positive direction, maybe one that I didn't expect, and, um, and and follow that, and that will tend to bring a more satisfying answer and a not worrying about money because knowing that money comes from God. So if I'm following... What is that? Okay, if I follow the thing that um, if I follow the thing that God is telling me to do, 
that it makes sense that God will provide for my safety and well-being. It makes sense to me. It doesn't involve a lot of thought. To, so like the fear, initially, <clears throat> when there was fear, the fear, when I was trying to control everything myself, the fear was that if I let go of controlling the thing that I will not have safety and security, I will not have money to pay my bills or whatever is needed if I don't control the situation on you know what I need to control. When I have allowed, uh, when I have remembered that, well, if God is guiding me to do this, then that means that financially should be should follow, and I shouldn't have to worry about that. And so right now, I'm following that pattern. And since I got to Florida, I will admit it's been a year now that it's been um, the following that way of life has brought me better satisfaction. There still is a, a lot of pain from the past. And when I look on the past and go, what did I do wrong or what happened? It causes me a great deal of pain. And when I try to figure out if it's ever going to heal or if I'll ever be friends with these people again, it causes me a great deal of stress and pain. So I, right now, I'm just doing today the best I can. Today I'm going to Disney World. And, um, you know, I'm going to basically do the best I can. And and um, that's where it's at. So, you know, I'm letting God guide me. And I am, I'm hoping that, um, well, I'm not hoping. I know for sure that, you know, it will work out in my favor in the long run. Even if today is hard or tomorrow, <coughs> I know that right now I'm heading towards something better because I'm becoming more self-sufficient and more aligned. You know, I don't want to allow people to hurt me by giving them the ammunition, but I also don't want to make it impossible for me to have friends by not, uh, you see, if I don't, if I'm not honest about who I am when I'm around people, then they only have the opportunity to hurt me. They don't have the opportunity to be my friend. They can say a lot of things that will hurt my feelings if I don't tell them don't say that. So when I'm not good at that and I'm trying to work on that, uh, I'm not an assertive bully basher. I'm more of a bully runner away from her and that's not going to help me in the long run and I think that's a lesson I'm trying to learn. So anyway, it's a totally honest and open podcast today about the inner workings of Dave Fremland. And, um, you know, there's where it lies. And today, uh, a very spiritual message about following the light. And um, I guess that's it. I guess I'll leave it there. Have a fun day. I'll see you after Disney World. Bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.